Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it's been raining most of the day, which is typical for this time of year. And today is Sunday, the 23rd of May, 2021, and the months are just flying. And the planets are just flying. So there's been a lot of activity, as you recall from our discussion last week. And we're just going to dive right in and talk about Saturn, which Saturn went retrograde this morning in the wee hours on this side of the world. (laughs) And um, Saturn went retrograde at 13 degrees of Aquarius. And it's an interesting dynamic. Um, As Saturn was starting to move in a, like, and slow to a crawl, uh, and move into the retrograde direction, meaning it was, it's slowing, 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 slowing down, and then finally went retrograde, and then now it's moving, going to start moving backwards, but not really, we won't really see it for like another week if I watch my astrology charts closely. But it's an interesting thing because I know I felt that Saturnine heaviness and Saturn, Saturn's not a lighthearted planet. Saturn is the planet of responsibility and hard work and duty and discipline and, and reason and um, anything very material. And what we need to do when we feel a little too much Saturn is remember that Saturn is not going to ever be the planet of lightheartedness and fun. <laughs> and... When we're dealing with Saturn, we have to sort of put it in its place, so to speak. So I had to put Saturn in its place. I had to, in my own head, that is. I I definitely felt the, well, nothing is changing. Nothing is moving. It all feels the same. It's, and the thing about Saturn is it tricks you into thinking it's always going to be like this. And that's one of the hard parts about Saturn is having faith that, and Saturn is not a faithful planet, <laughs> it's a very skeptical planet. You have to have the faith that things are going to change if you're working hard enough and focusing on things. And, you know, I always think of Saturn's two main words is focus and commitment. And they are the essence of Saturn. The, the focus and commitment is really the essence of Saturn. Really that, that if you zero in on something and you stay focused and you stay committed to it, you're going to achieve something. And that's not something that is, uh, you know, um, easy to sort of wrap your head around because you think, well, you know, with Saturn, especially with, you know, when it's going retrograde like this, we start to think, well, what if I don't achieve? What if I don't get anywhere? What if, what if I just stick my neck out? You know, I focused and committed on things before and didn't get anywhere. Well, maybe they were not the right things, or maybe it wasn't the right time, or maybe you thought you were more committed than you were. Saturn always wants us to have one foot out the door. Saturn, in some respects, and that's the fear of Saturn, you know. We've got one foot in and one foot out. I don't know if I want to be in this relationship. I don't know if I want this job. I don't know if I want, you know, to continue on this path. I'm not so sure it's, it. you know, it's the right thing. 
but what it usually recommends is that we dig in deeper. And Saturn doesn't necessarily tell you that. Saturn's too busy giving you reasons why, you know, it's never going to work out. So, um, there's an old book by Liz Green, who is a preeminent astrologer, and she wrote a book many years ago, I think it was even the late 70s, called Saturn, A New Look at an Old Devil. And Saturn is often associated with, you know, it was Saturn, Satan, you know, that kind of thing, this whole myth of a satanic individual. And um, one of the things that we know about hell is that it never gets better and it never gets worse. And actually, Elvis Costello wrote a song about that. This is hell. It never gets better. It never gets worse. Um, and it's very evident. I remember reading um, No Exit by Jean-Paul Sartre, and I had to read it in French class, en français, um, when I was a senior in high school. And so I read Sartre en français. And... It was all, you know, hell is other people and all that business. But the thing that always struck me was that they were in hell and it never got better. It never got worse. It stayed the same. And it always is like the treadmill. It's always, well, if I work a little harder, I'll get what I want. But it doesn't happen. Uh, if I keep doing this, you know, it doesn't happen. Um, maybe if I change, but you know what? It's, the answer is transcendence. Transcendence doesn't happen in hell, okay? It happens when you have faith and you believe in something. And you believe in a higher power or you believe in yourself. Um, oftentimes what Saturn does is it tests all of that. And it forces us to be very material. And sometimes you have to be material. Sometimes you have to sit down and do your homework and do, you know, do your taxes, which we all did, you know, uh, earlier this week or handed in, you know, I handed mine in a few weeks ago. Um, but they were all filed on Monday, the 17th. Um, and unless you filed an extension, but in any event, you got to do your taxes, right? Taxes are very Saturnine. And I feel like what we don't understand about Saturn is how world tethered it is. And we don't this is why people get depressed. People who have a lot of Saturn often suffer from depression because they don't have hope. They have a lot of despair. And the despair that comes from, you know, the place of Saturn is this despair of, you know, only looking at this reality and not seeing above and beyond it. And only seeing the reality that is in front of our face and not dream Saturn is not a planet of dreams Saturn is not a planet of hopes and wishes Saturn is not a planet of you know fantastic um you know like fan fan fantastical imaginings okay it is a planet of you know sometimes the grind but what Saturn ultimately does and what you know, Saturn's not going to tell you, is that when you transcend it and you do your other things like Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto, and you dig deep and you go inside, 
then Saturn gives you all the rewards because you've confronted your fear, you've confronted your anxiety, you've confronted the demons, you've confronted all the stuff. And Uranus, Neptune, Pluto give us a host of ways to confront our stuff. And then once it's done, then you go, ah, okay, now I get, now I get it. Because remember, they're beyond Saturn, and they're way beyond Saturn. And Saturn, you know, we all get a Saturn return at 29, and then again at like 58, 59, and so on, every 29 years. And what happens is that, you know, when that Saturn return comes, we, we come to a full realization of a lot of things. Now, for some people, you know, life begins at 30, you know, for other people, job ends at 59. I'm not doing this anymore, they say. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm doing something else. And the Saturn return comes in and says, you know what? It's time to leave behind or retire the second Saturn return. Maybe it's time to retire these things. Um, however, it doesn't mean, you know, retiring is bad or anything. It just means that you're, you're free to do something else. And we get our freedom when we confront our fear. We get our liberation when we embrace things like Uranus, you know, we, and Pluto and Neptune and, and their, their transcendental energies. And when you transcend Saturn, that's when you start to really live. Because if you stay in a very Saturnine, skeptical world and not look beyond the four walls you're in, then, yeah, you're going to get depressed. You've got to have something to believe in. And, you know, a lot of people are atheists, so maybe they just believe in atheism, you know. <laughs> um, fine. Great. If that works for them. Um, but usually when you meet very Saturnine people, they're going to put a wet blanket on your party. <laughs> and they're going to not give you, you know, credence or credit for any sort of like, hey, I had this spiritual magnificent experience and I do, and, I, and they're just going to look at you. There has to be wonder. There has to be uh, enchantment. And what I've talked about before and what I've been I've talked about a lot lately is um, I go back to Dr. Richard Tarnas's book, Cosmos and Psyche, where he says we live in a disenchanted world. And it is often that case. And it's the disenchantment. It's the lack of imagination. Now, I'm not saying go live a fantasy and live in denial and be a magical thinker and think things are going to happen and they don't because you didn't do any work. But I'm saying that you have to find reason to to be above and beyond your fears and your doubts and your insecurities, all represented by Saturn. Now, I felt that Saturn slow down. I felt that what's the use? And Saturn is a very what's the use kind of planet. What's the point? What's the use? Why am I, why am I doing this? You know, I, and I, and you know, it, it, you have to, you have to look beyond that. And so at the same time, Saturn was slowing down to a crawl to retrograde this morning. Uh, yesterday, we had Mercury square Neptune, which invites us to dream and imagine. And it was a square. Okay, so it wasn't exactly the most comfortable aspect, but it gives us the most uh, spiritual thoughts. And we have to have them. And while Saturn is caught up in what's the use... 
we have to go beyond. We have to take our thoughts and elevate them past any what's the use energy. And like things will never get better. Well, they will if you get creative and you have a creative outcome. And Mercury Neptune is very creative, even if it's a square. It it forces the creative bone in our body. It forces that creative muscle to get working. It forces us to dream a little deeper and to go a little deeper and to recognize and realize that there's more to this material world than what the, you know, there's more than meets the eye. And it's extremely important to, to remember that in the face of Saturn. You just go, okay, all right, that means I have to buckle in and like maybe, maybe got to do my math a little more. Maybe I got to do a little more homework. Okay, that's fine. Maybe I need to exercise a little harder. Okay, maybe I need, like I slacked off a bit, I'm going to exercise more days during the week or longer on the days I do exercise. Um, those kinds of things. Maybe I got to cut back on the, on the, the COVID ice cream or something, you know, all the, all the treats people bought themselves for, for eating when they were home, stuck home, you know. So one of the things that we are confronting now is the, the next five months or so is that Saturn retrograde is that we're going back over the place we've been since February and we've got to sort of review and revisit and revamp. Uh, because that's what retrogrades do, all of them do. And so that area that Saturn is in, in Aquarius, um, asks for a consciousness and a joining with others in a, in a deeper way, okay? Because retrogrades make us go inside more. So in the meantime, that's going on, and we're getting revved up for this eclipse that's going to happen on Wednesday. So if the energy is intense, if the energy is powerful, if you're having trouble sleeping, if you are, you know, agitated or feeling eclipsed in some way, then you are feeling the eclipse. And this is a powerful eclipse. This is not some joke. This is not some la di da eclipse. This is an eclipse that is close to the nodes. It's a lunar eclipse. It's a total lunar eclipse. It is a super moon total lunar eclipse. So it's a big deal. And the north node is in Gemini and the south node is in Sagittarius and the sun is in Gemini and the moon will be in Sagittarius. And later tonight, the moon is going into Scorpio. It's void right now in Libra, but it's going to get close. Once it goes into Sag, you know, but that's not going to happen for a couple days because um, it's only at five degrees Sag, the moon and the sun, at five degrees Gemini, the sun, um, that we are going to have the eclipse. So it's five degrees and the nodes are at 10. That's very close. That might, you might say, depth. that's not exact. Well, it's no, it's not exact. It's five degrees, but that's very close because the next one's not going to be so close. And so the closer the sun and the moon are to the nodes, the more deeper the eclipse. So where is Sagittarius in your chart? More importantly, where is five degrees Sagittarius in your chart? Do you know where five degrees Sagittarius is in your chart? If not, you should look at your chart. Find your chart. Find your chart online. And if you don't have a copy of your chart, if you'd like to get a session, you can call me or any other lovely astrologer who will be willing to tell you where five degrees of Sagittarius is in your chart. And so this is an eclipse that is going to um, 
tell us and ask us to please think for ourselves. Because again, so like Saturn does this whole what's the use business. There's a moment when the sun and the moon, you know, there's the eclipse and the moon gets eclipsed and you see the little bite taken out of the moon. And it's where you feel eclipsed. It's where, hey, my family didn't call me back. You've got the south node in the fourth house. Hey, you know, I got passed over for a promotion. Or, you know, where the south node in the eclipse is happening in your tenth house. Um, and so on and so forth. It's a moment. Maybe I'm going to get passed over for a promotion. Blah, blah, blah. It's things like that. You know, it's never something that is um, like clear until it happens. You know, we've been trying to predict eclipses for a long time and they're always different than we expect them to be. But it's usually when there is an eclipse at the south node, we let go of something. And what's good to let go of is the stuff that's holding you back in your life, right? So, you know, if there's something, okay, if you're like your family didn't call you back, well, what? where are you having expectations of them that are not realistic and just let go of the expectations? Where are you having expectations of your, you know, promotion of yourself or whatever that, that you know, disappoints you? It's where we get a little disappointed for a moment, but then it becomes clear. Now, the the sign that rules... The sign that is ruled by Jupiter is Sagittarius, and Jupiter is in Pisces. And the interesting thing about this is that Jupiter loves to be in Pisces. And so interestingly enough, isn't this lovely, Jupiter is in one of its favorite signs, Pisces. And it is kind of square in the eclipse. It's not quite directly like it's still early in Pisces like one degree um but it's and the eclipse is at five so it's mildly squaring it's a wide square to the eclipse and you know Jupiter is really you know where we look to because you know you think oh Sagittarius is great they're happy people they travel they like you know they're deep thinkers etc etc they have faith and maybe we need to have faith in our own thoughts right now because Gemini is saying, yeah, think for yourself. There's so much misinformation in the world right now about lots of things and don't even get me started. But, um, and it's not my place to go into that. I'm talking about astrology. So you know where the, you've been misinformed or if you feel misinformed or if you feel confused. And, and you know what? It's just confusion. And um, you don't even have to call it misinformation. You can just call it confusion. Um, and there's so much misinformation. And the thing that is important is to follow your own gut instincts and your own heart and your own alignment. And Gemini teaches us that. Gemini teaches us what is, um, you know, what is clear in our own mind. And where we have our own ideas and our own thoughts, not because somebody else told you to believe in something or not believe in something. And there's a lot of belief and disbelief spinning around the internet right now. And you have to decide what's right for you and not let someone else tell you what to believe. 
Okay, and this is the lesson of the North Node in, in Gemini, and it's part of the lesson of the Eclipse. So you you just do your thing, um, and you give yourself credit for thinking clearly on your own. Okay, now Jupiter is squaring the Eclipse, and Jupiter, so I think that it's you know a square is always a little uncomfortable so there's there may be something that goes on like a rumor woo and it got big and we we're hearing all these rumors and then they're not true um jupiter squaring the eclipse could be hmm wow maybe maybe we're you know i really should believe that or maybe um Maybe you're thinking magically, like it's all going to be okay. Um, and whatever it is, Saturn's saying, get your button gear. It's, it's not going to be okay unless you get your button gear, okay? And so one of the things that's so important is that Jupiter gives us a um, feeling of safety and has our back a little bit during this eclipse, I think, even if though it's a square. I think Jupiter's Jupiter's going to help. You've got to stay clear, though, because the North Node is in Gemini. If you feel passed over, it's a moment. Let it go, okay? Let it go. Now, the other thing, could I could just go on and on all night, um, because the other thing that's happening is Mercury's going retrograde <laughs> to add to the confusion. So here we are with a stationary Mercury. Mercury has been in its shadow now for over a week, and it's stationing, stationing, stationing. And it's getting slower, slower, slower. It's slowing down to a crawl the way Saturn just slowed down to a crawl. And here we are with the North Node in Gemini, which Mercury rules. And Mercury's in Gemini. And once again, we're being told, you got to stay clear on your thoughts. You know, it's. I think that's a big theme here. But then there's another theme, and I'll get to that in a moment. And this is this is the really big theme. Um, Mercury's going retrograde, and it's going retrograde at 24 degrees of Gemini. And before it goes retrograde, and you heard me talk about this last week, but I'm going to repeat myself because it's important. Um, Mercury will meet with Venus. Mercury and Venus... So, like I said, and as I was telling my class the other night, Mercury and Venus, Mercury's walking down the street, and Mercury starts to walk more slowly. And Venus is a block behind Mercury. And then she catches up to Mercury, and they have a sit-down on the stoop. And they chat for a bit, and then Venus gets up and keeps going. And Mercury stays on the stoop because they're meeting a 24 Gemini. They're not meeting before that. They're meeting a 24 Gemini, which is where Mercury is going retrograde. So where Mercury is going retrograde, Venus sits and has a conversation for a moment, stands there, chats with Mercury, and then moves on her merry way. But she, before she meets up with Mercury, she squares Neptune, just like Mercury did yesterday. So with Saturn turning retrograde, there's always some karma involved. With Mercury and Venus, there's always some talk about relationships. With Mercury talking to Neptune and then Venus talking to Neptune, both of them have talked to Neptune and now they're talking to each other. So there is something. And my heart and my instincts tell me this. It's the reality versus the fantasy. It's the reality. It's the, 
It's the what's the use versus you have to believe. And some and I have to put both of those in. You know, you have to believe. You have to believe. You have to have that spirit. You got to believe in something. And then there's karma. There's this karmic experience of, you know, Saturn turning around just as Mercury and Venus are going to talk. And Mercury and Venus are going to go on their way together. But what's really, really significant is that this to me feels like a turning point. And this is the big thing I just mentioned. This, there's a turning point in this. There is, there is a moment of recognition and realization and clarity, even though it sounds like confusion. There is a moment here where, where people are having realizations, where people are becoming acutely aware. They are becoming aware of what their role is or what their path is or what their consciousness is telling them. Um, it's so interesting and so deep at the same time because basically what's happening is we are being given a view to both sides of our life, Gemini, two things. There's a spiritual life and then there's the material world. And one of the things that's so important is to remember that they are different, but what we are, what happens in, in energy then can only come down to matter. What happens in the field then be, can become reality. If you want to get a new job, you got to like put that out into the field first. You got to meditate on that. You've got to like feel that job. And I mean, feel, feel the new job, feel yourself in the new environment, feel the new people you're going to meet, feel what the new job feels like. And then you can start to remember that feeling and have it in your life. Okay. The more you, and you call it towards you, right? So what's happening here is there is a turning point and there's a turning point where we can recognize if we're, if we're paying attention, the reality that we're living in and the spiritual world that we have going on, we're all on a spiritual mission. Each and every one of us has a spiritual mission. We may not know what it is. We forgot it when we came here because that's how it works here on this planet. <laughs> so we come with a spiritual mission and we're living that spiritual mission may be happening while we're sleeping, but that spiritual mission is made manifest as we live out our journey and our purpose. The more in touch with our purpose, the more in touch with our journey we are in, the more that spiritual uh, purpose is made manifest. And... So there's a turning point. There's a turning point where we're recognizing things. And I've heard of people recognizing their faults and their mistakes in the last week. And I've heard of people recognizing their spiritual mission. And I've heard of people recognizing where they messed up or where they goofed or where they have to go back and clean up a little bit of a mess. And it may be, maybe, you you know, maybe you let uh, things get the better of you and you, you know, this has been a strange year. Last year, this year, strange times. Maybe you didn't exercise enough. Maybe you got to go back and clean up your exercise, you know. Maybe you got to clean up your diet. Maybe you got to clean up a relationship. Maybe you got to go do a little housekeeping. And there is a turning point where you can go back and make it right, Okay. You go back and make it right. 
And if someone comes to you, Venus and Mercury are talking to each other. It's about relationships. And if someone comes to you and wants to talk to you, do not turn them away. That stupid fool, I've had enough of that person. You know what? They're, if they come and talk to you and want to talk to you, you, you got to give them a chance. You have to listen. Okay, Venus and Mercury are meeting where Venus is going retrograde, Mercury is going retrograde. Allow the conversation to happen. Mercury and Venus are going to have a conversation with people, with friends. Maybe a friend, you know, you feel like a friend did you wrong and you're hurt. And the first instinct is to say no to them, but you have to say yes. Just listen just listen. You have three weeks, three and a half weeks of Mercury retrograde to figure it out to what you're going to do. Okay. Um, you know, I said, I, I was telling my class the other night, you know, Venus, Mercury, Mercury turns retrograde. There's Saturn going retrograde. They're, this is a hello again, you know, and some people are going back to see their families and some people haven't seen like, their family in a really long time, like a real, like since last year. And, you know, I have friends here who are going back to Spain to see their family um, because they haven't been there in a year and a half because they thought they were going to get there last year. And so, you know, at the end of 2019, they took a vacation someplace else instead of going to see their family at, at, in Spain. But now it, it, they didn't know, nobody knew it was coming. So now they're going home. They're taking that chance and going home to Spain to visit. And that's really important because they're going to see their parents and their family, their loved ones that they haven't seen. So it's a hello again. And there's a hello again happening. And it's important. And if you don't really have anybody to go home and look at, you know, or go back to, there may be somebody that shows up and says, hey, I missed you. You know what? Let's talk. You got to have the conversation. There's a hello again here going on. Okay. But it's a turning point. It's a turning point. I don't know what my friends are going to find when they go to Spain. They may say, you know what? We think we want to come back to Spain. Who knows? Um, it's, it's an interesting, interesting moment. We don't know what we're going to decide. Because remember, Mercury's re going retrograde. <laughs> um, I know people have to make important decisions, buying houses, selling houses right now, you know, renting out their place and moving someplace else. Lots of stuff going on. It's important. Um, and it's not simple stuff, but you got to keep going forward. You got to do what you got to do. And I just, I can't stress enough that there's a, I just feel a turning point coming and there's a, there's a moment, there's going to be a moment, there's an opportunity and we have to each grab that opportunity for whatever it's worth, you know, and take that chance even if Saturn's retrograde and it says what's the use you've got you've got to take that chance and believe so so much so much is at stake right now and so much is in the air and so much is happening and you're going to get surprised and and I have some, a good feeling as well I don't feel like there's something dreadful is going to come I actually don't um, eclipses are tough, you know, eclipses are high energy, eclipses are highly emotional. And you know what, if somebody comes back and says hello again, and you are not happy with them on some level, and I said, you know, and you go, oh, Deb says, you know, 
hear them out. That eclipse might make you go, ugh, you know, because eclipses, eclipses go high emotion and just forget it. Just forget the high emotions. Don't react. We don't want to react. We don't want those brain chemistries getting all riled up and staying in that old pattern. What we want, this is a turning point. Remember, we're turning something around. Okay, and it's more than just a Mercury retrograde. He's talking to Mer Neptune, and he's talking to Venus. And Jupiter's talking to the eclipse. So I think there's a lot to be felt, and there's a lot to be grateful for, and there's a lot to be in our heart about. So we really need to pay attention to that. And bless your, each and every one of your hearts. And gosh, this half an hour went so quickly. But um, this is a really fascinating time. And I have a feeling that next Sunday, which is Memorial Day weekend in the United States, the 30th, I really feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about because things will have happened and I'll have new information. And in the meantime, if you want to contact me, please uh, contact me, info at thegoldenastrologer.com. Or through Instagram, I'm Golden Astrologer. And I had some people, I asked people to like give me their reflections, their thoughts, and they did um, in a few comments on, on my Instagram this week, and I answered them. And some people made some very good points. And uh, check out my Instagram and some of the comments people made and, and our dialogue. Um, but if you'd like dialogue, I am on, I am on Instagram the Golden Astrologer, and I am on Twitter at Deb Astrology, and um, and here we are on the podcast. So thank you for listening. Gratitude to all of you. Have a beautiful eclipse. Have a beautiful Mercury retrograde, and we're going to see each other on Sunday the thirtieth, and it's going to be an, another interesting conversation we're going to have. So please uh, join in, and I thank you so much for listening. Have a good week.